The bloody, dying woman looked stellar in the soft floodlights that he set up in the room. Even through the video monitor, he could see no flaws in her skin. Albert smiled at the woman. The eBay equipment he purchased last month was actually working. He had his doubts when he read the online description, but for his budget, this was the best he could do. Albert was aware of the Internet's red flag procedure. When someone searched or purchased potentially terrorist-related items, the U.S. government would red flag the search, drop your name into an anti-American terrorist file, and you would be permanently on their radar. The two video monitors and recording equipment he bought off the eBay sellers, Mad Cat 38 and Cool Kid 74, should have been off the grid. I mean, with everything else the United States government had to worry about, a purchase of a few monitors and video equipment would mean zilch. If he was to believe the stories in his monthly magazine, it's the truth, a conspiracy periodical. eBay was still free territory. There were no government controls or monitoring there. Just to be safe, he did purchase the video monitors and the recording equipment from two separate sellers. His eyes watched the woman struggle with her restraints. He had tied her wrists with a wire that tightened as she struggled so that he could watch each of her hands lose blood flow and go purple. They hadn't changed color with this woman, yet, but they would. Albert had witnessed the torture with previous victims. Living in a city like Denmark, population 150,000, who would miss an occasional female without a family? Shut-ins were the best. Albert was smart. He did background checks. He had to in today's society. Without a background check, a man didn't know what he was getting himself into. No families equaled superstar in his films. The others didn't care, but Albert took precautions. Albert watched her, letting her stew a bit longer before he went back to the warehouse. Besides, he checked his watch. It was getting toward lunchtime. And damn it, wouldn't you know it, that was always the time he got the busiest. Bzzzt! Albert jumped, speak of the devil, and was moving along one of the aisles. Shit! Time and tide. Albert exited the back room and moved to the front of the store. A cluttered but well-organized shop lined with oil paintings, antique books, and bestsellers, cameras, and tape recorders also lined the shelves. The floors were dusty hardwood, covered in spots, with ornate rugs, floor lamps, and a couple of hanging lamps. The counter was glass, lined with dust but everything was easily visible inside the front display. Track lighting filled the display case, highlighting sales and the best buys of the week. All in one cozy place. Hello, may I help you? Albert approached the young man, who was looking at a shelf of tape recorders. Hi, Jeffrey Rice. Rice extended his hand to Albert, who took it. They shook and Rice smiled at the display case. I see you're enjoying our vintage cassette recorders. Was there one specifically I could show you? Albert laid his hands on the glass counter. I used to have a 1970s Montgomery Ward airline cassette recorder, but a gorilla busted it on me, Rice said. A gorilla? No kidding. 
Rice looked at Albert, wondering if the guy was joking. Well, a former cop who acts like a gorilla anyway. You have a lot of sweet recorders, but I was looking for the vintage 1970 Montgomery Ward airline cassette recorder. Do you have anything like that? Rice looked up, hopefully. Albert thought about it for a second, scratching his bald head, and then snapped his fingers. You know, I think I might have something in back. You mind? Albert motioned toward the back of the shop. Rice thought that maybe the guy wanted him to follow him into the back room, but no way. As a kid, one thing that Rice's mother used to tell him was do not ever go anywhere with a stranger. Rice was an adult, 26 now, but he still occasionally would get the heebie-jeebies when he met someone new in this creepy city.